Welcome to the Rum and Regret Podcast. My name is Andy Drake. Johanna Myers. Nate Tussie, and we drink and we know things. And it is November 1st. Uh, we are going to talk our Halloween horror cast. And with our Halloween horror cast, we have a very special guest. He's been with us before. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Steve Polivka to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Mr. Soup in the house. <laughs> Mr. Soup. And I'm drinking Czech beer in honor of my Czech heritage. There you nice. Go. <laughs> nice. Uh, Apparently so, his last name means soup in does, Czech. Oh, so okay. I'm calling him Mr. Soup. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so I, I know, Steve, we've talked about this before on, on former podcasts where um, you have a deep love of the horror genre uh, in terms of movies and everything. And so we just wanted to get your take on this time of year. And then uh, sort of, I know, and you also do a 31 days of, of Halloween where you watch a scary movie every day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to dig into uh, uh, selection criteria if you have uh, some classics that you have to see. And then if you purposely throw in uh, some new stuff just to see sort of where it lands on the scale. But we'll get to all that uh, after the bit. I think I said it was Tuesday, November 1st. Uh, that's when we're recording this day after Halloween and, uh, yeah, we're here. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk about it, but we'll get our segments in first and foremost, Nate, how's the Marvel minute looking? Um, the Marvel minute is girthy as usual. Oh, uh, thank you. They throw around Kevin Feige uh, size news every two weeks. I'm only going to cover just the tip. Um, Uh, Let's see. So uh, speaking of uh, the resident chief creative officer of Marvel, he's dipping his toes into video game consulting apparently now. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. So because he is the chief creative officer of all of Marvel. That means across all of the different media. Oh. So he can, he can actually uh, have input into comics and video games and TV shows and movies and all that. Okay. Um, the only reason that's kind of important right now is that electronic arts just made a deal with Marvel for three new video games based on Ooh. various IPs. Okay. Uh, which I would be excited about, with the exception uh, that Electronic Arts is a piece of shit organization and doesn't do a great job with Marvel, uh, historically. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, Iron Man is the single-player adventure game that they're working on Ooh. right now. And just okay. actually, my next piece of news, it just entered into testing. So, that means it's pretty far down the road. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, as far as that uh, development. I. I'd love to see a next gen Iron Man game on PS5. Holy crap. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But it's just interesting to see. I wonder if that'll lead to better video games, considering how good of a job he did kind of ushering Marvel through their right. you know, phase one through phase three ish, four. Um, yeah. And how that storyline progressed really well. So I doubt it. He's super busy. We'll see what happens. But hopefully he. He's hiring the the best people to help fill those gaps. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, right. Let's see. We got a bunch of news happening over the last couple of weeks. We got the first uh, Ant Man Quantumania trailer, right. which looks fucking fantastic. Steve, have you seen this? I know you're not a huge Marvel guy. No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, you need to watch it because fucking Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in oh, like shit. a. 
blink and you'll miss it. Hey, I'm the guy from Canto Bite in Star Wars, you know, kind of like Gambler right. Planet or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with that character. Uh, just the fact that he's in the MCU is, is awesome as hell. Yeah. Um, but the bigger thing that it introduced is the whole multiverse and I'm sorry, the whole. Um, what is it? What's it called? The microverse. No. The quantum quantum realm. First, Thank you. Jesus. Quantum realm. Brain. Got it. The quantum realm. Yeah. And apparently Michelle Pfeiffer has a much bigger part in this one. Um, How good does she look in that trailer, by the way? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Catwoman. Let's go. It, well, yeah. Um, no, right. <laughs> it's hilarious. Are all the memes that are coming out right now where apparently <laughs> like spy kids or there was some other movie that did this with like a family going into time travel to try and save, but it's like a kid's uh, movie. Yeah. So there's a ton of memes and they actually the film or the production company uh, like shots fired at Marvel where they posted a picture on Twitter and it was like, this is the the template or whatever. And it's a picture oh, wow. of their family in like a time travel realm right next to a screenshot from the trailer. Oh, geez. So, yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, um, wow. But the bigger thing is that it's reintroducing Kang and uh, John right. Major's character that was so great at the end of Loki. So yeah, uh, this is the terrifying version he warned about in that show. I can't wait to see what happens. And apparently he's going to need Ant-Man to do some kind of time heist for him. So he can yeah. take over all the multiverses. That's that's the vibe I'm getting from uh, from that trailer. But it looks amazing. It's going to be one of those like Guardians level feast for the eyes, um, right? Kind of turned yeah. up to eleven. It looked like from from all the quantum realm stuff. So super yeah. excited for that. Um, what else? We got a new Black Panther trailer that shows off a ton more of Namor, as he calls himself, uh, with that cadence in the in the movie. Um, Foot feathers. And yeah, with the feet feathers, uh, the, the feet wings, just completely accurate uh, to the comic book. Uh, that's great. Um, I think they actually ran like the physics issues with the flight of Namor. <laughs> like it was one of those you, you, you fucking nerds have too much time. God damn it. I know. Right? But I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, but more importantly, we got a first good look at the new Black Panther. It's almost guaranteed to be Shuri. I think I think Shuri dies in this movie. Uh, there's that first intro, the first trailer that we got, um, had, uh, Angela Bassett, right? Yes, that's correct. The queen, uh, just ranting like my entire family is dead. I think that happens after Shuri dies. And I think we're going to get multiple black Panthers in this movie. And then I'm still holding on to hope that we're getting Dr. Doom at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, where he's the one kind of stoking the war between these two factions uh, to try and get access to the vibranium. So that's, I'm going to die on that hill. If I'm wrong, I'll be wrong. And <laughs> I'm still going to love the movie, well, but so would God, it be, it'd be well, such I, a great I, intro. I mean, would it be, I, I mean, you could tease doom in a post credit scene, right? Right. For, for that as, as sort of the picker, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily make him like a, a like introduce him in the last third of this no, movie. Not at all. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's just going to be like a shadowy government is trying sure. to get access to the, the vibranium. And then the, at the end you see like a doom industries box or, oh, something, sure. or okay. you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Or where is this all going? Uh, whatever the name of his country is kind of thing. Um, anyway, oh, so sure. we'll see what happens yeah. with that. Uh, looks really cool. Let's see. We've got all kinds of new, new, Oh, Harrison Ford's official casting as right. the replacement for um, brain. What's his name? As the Thunderbolt Marcus. Ross. Say again. Yeah. Oh, no, you got it right. I was thinking of someone else. 
No, yeah. what's the name of the actor? William Hurt. Yeah, William uh, Hurt. Replacing William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross in the new um, new Captain America movie with uh, Anthony Mackie as Cap. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but, 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 but let's see, Black Panther 3, there's already rumors that there are ideas and scripts floating around for a third Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cool, I guess, but let's, uh, I know Marvel has to plan like 20 years in advance, so I get it, but right. I want to, I can't wait to see this one. It's supposed to, by all accounts, this movie is fucking fantastic. The, the early reviews are in and they're kind of across the board. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be incredibly emotional too, with uh, all the actors making a, a pilgrimage to, to Chadwick Boseman's grave before the movie started filming and that kind of thing. Like it's very, right. Very intense. The gravitas apparently is there for a Marvel movie. It's supposed to be pretty, pretty deep. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. Marvel is scrubbing the internet for Amelia Clark's secret invasion spoilers. Apparently um, there's <laughs> really? a bunch of, yeah, apparently there's a bunch of just like um, either subtitles or just uh, credits for images that are circling around that completely spoil the character that she's supposed to oh, be. Oh, no really way. Based on like the comic books and that kind of thing. Oh, so, apparently okay. somebody's fired and they're scrambling we'll see what happens but it'll be cool to see her in marvel i think um <clears throat> in kind of a spy thriller type uh can you show. really spoil can you really spoil a movie based on a comic book that's been out for a while mm, well you can spoil the character that she's playing in that movie okay and that'll tell you everything you need to know about what happens basically and i think that's where they're going with that there's more yes, than one female point, character in that comic book i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes there are lots Do of we ladies know that? in the world okay <laughs> all right know. well I know, well yeah in the world but in the comic yeah. book i mean all right. yes i would assume okay um let's see there was a cool <laughs> article that came out talking about uh budget restrictions when they made what if season one uh <laughs> the subheading for this article is what if what if had more money <laughs> which I thought was funny. So they would have had several more episodes, uh, a much higher fidelity, apparently, even though I love the way the animation looks. Um, yeah. They just had a bunch of stuff they had to scrap because they had budget restrictions. So we'll like see what the Gamora the episode. <laughs> yeah. She just shows up in the finale. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, with Tony Stark. Yeah. We'll see what happens right. uh, in season two. Apparently it's a super short uh, episode count, but hopefully they're longer uh, okay. in length. So, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Marvel Studios is developing multiple R-rated and MA-rated shows. So they got a bunch of those coming down the pike. Obviously, you've got Defenders nice. that'll be coming eventually. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool three, obviously. Um, Marvel Zombies is rated R. Uh, nice. Let's see. There was more. There's a Shang Chi spinoff apparently that's going to be MA. Uh, where is it? Yeah. So Defenders is going to get a okay. MA rating. It looks like. Wow. And then um, Ten Rings spinoff is supposed to be, uh, it looks like it's going to be R-rated and then potentially X-Force and a bunch of other stuff related to Deadpool 3 coming out. So that's Triple apparently, they're gonna, <laughs> exactly. apparently they're going to, they're really going to fight for the mature rating, which is I'm all, I'm all about uh, with, wow. stuff, especially okay. with Deadpool, that property Good for them. stay bloody as hell. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Marvel Studios I, I, giving. God. Go ahead. What are you saying? I know Disney. I, you know what? I yeah, hats off to Disney. First off, I know we haven't. Mm-hmm. We forgot to mention this the last two podcasts, but I mean, Andor starting off in a strip club. Yep. Not a <laughs> right? brothel. Not even a strip club. Right. It's a, yeah, it's a, a brothel. brothel. You know, yeah. I mean, just no. It's I. I'm glad Disney's 
taking these steps, you know? Mm-hmm. So good for yeah, them. You can always rely on the mouse to make money. So right. You know, there you go. <laughs> um, let's see a couple more and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, so Marvel studios ge- is giving vision his own Disney plus show called nice. vision quest. And so that's a spinoff directly of, out of, um, the 1980s oh. Matthew Modine movie exactly. where he's the wrestler? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Good pull. That's a great pull. Jesus. Um, no, it's directly, apparently right after what happens at the end of WandaVision when the white, you know, uh, reprogrammed Vision takes off. Okay. Um, so the Vision Quest is actually the name for that run in the comics. So there's a whole backstory there. Got it. Um, let's see. And then the last one was uh, Silver Surfer reboot reportedly in the works as a Disney Plus uh, special feature, special presentation banner, kind of like Werewolf by Night. So, okay. And speaking of Werewolf by Night, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, Joe, did and you spoon- get a chance to see that? Yes, I did. Nice. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, was- yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Should we I, I, dovetail that into something else or save it for the horror portion? Well, no, let's, we've, all, we've well, all seen it. Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll talk about it in the horror portion. Um, I, I just want to do a, a very, very quick. Um, streaming service, but I want to I want to sort of dovetail off the Marvel Minute. Uh, uh, James Gunn, happy first day at DC. Um, yeah, right. today was his first oh day. Co-CEO. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, on that note, we got uh almost well. So before before that got uh announced, we get Henry Cavill back as Superman, mm-hmm. which unfortunately, unfortunately. means. That he can't be the Witcher anymore, right? Which I am so mad. <laughs> I know. So, well, I I wouldn't be so mad if they didn't hire the brick of an actor, Liam Hemsworth, to take over. I mean, what has he yeah. done aside from Hunger Games? Where and he didn't do much in Hunger Games either. Like he's no. so like I'm I'm very curious. To, like I'm I'm almost wondering that if they're gonna like transition to. A series story a little bit and he becomes more of a like a a mentorish figure in sort of the background and make her sort of the focus yeah well i was talking to a friend of mine about this who's a big witcher fan both of us are the mind of like okay we get that henry cavill has a new job yeah push witcher back we will wait we will absolutely wait (laughs) Well, or yeah, make and, like a spin-off Yaskier series that we can watch in the interim. <laughs> right. I mean, and but if he's making like if they're making a Superman movie, right? Like that's not going to take that long to film. Like I I I no, I totally agree. Like figure out the schedule, you know? Put it together. I and so I have a feeling there's there's going to be more at work in the in the DC realm for Henry Cavill or there must be something else on his plate that he wants to try because I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I love that he's back as Superman, but I think he's owned Geralt a little bit more than he's owned Superman. And yeah, cause he loves well, that franchise so much and puts so much of his heart into it. Right. It's yeah. It's kind of just like, why are you just kind of letting that one yeah. go and passing the torch? Well, yeah, right. I mean, he loves both of them. I think the reason he stands out so much as Geralt is that we there's no comparisons to hold. That's him up true, to, right? Yeah, and Superman is such an iconic character, and I love the way he talks about uh, portraying these characters, where he talks about that it's an honor for him to do so, and it's a responsibility for him to embody the character appropriately for all the fans. Like, 
the way yeah. he talks about these roles is like something you would aspire to for all actors, especially for roles like this, where a lot of actors just poo poo it as clown work and stand in bullshit, you know, but it's, right. it means a lot to a lot of people. So the fact yeah. that he takes it very seriously is great. And it really, it upsets me that they put somebody like Liam Hemsworth in there when you have Mads Mikkelsen on the planet <laughs> right. who could have played an older Geralt and you could have had a time jump or like he would have, absolutely owned that character i mean yeah there's so many other great actors you could have cast but that's one that's been clicking around the internet really hard and it's like yes please right yeah let's get that older uh that older Geralt. but um i do like the idea of maybe a spinoff but it, it sounds like they recast him as Geralt. it'd be real easy to recast him or cast him as a different witcher or a witcher in right. training or yeah something but he looks younger he's not even yeah. close to the same build he's not the same person by any stretch so i don't are there any recasts that you can think of off the top of your head that were so blatantly different uh game of thrones what's uh khaleesi's oh, little man oh, um, oh oh yeah um jaharis uh, uh yeah what's his name? yeah 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 the purple the, with the purple feather and stuff yeah, yeah that was, was a pretty yeah, big casting yeah that was that was, that was pretty character. different but yeah that was well, definitely and, different and the mountain. And the, well, too. and they recast yeah. they recast the mountain three times. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is pretty big. <laughs> so, it, no, it is. And I, I I'm I have a feeling that it might that it might kill <laughs> that it might kill the franchise, but uh, hopefully hopefully it works out. Um, yeah, he has at least he has the franchise going for him. So hopefully he right. can just slide in and do something, and they'll they'll figure out yeah why <laughs> what's going on there. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's um, time jump to younger Geralt. Who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then uh, more streaming service stuff. But I'll, but I will keep it sort of horror adjacent and and really quick here. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities uh, started on Netflix. And we're I want to say we're four episodes in and it's really good. It's very um a uh, very Twilight Zone ish. Very, um, uh, it's. I, I, have you guys had a chance to look at this yet? Not yet. No, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's very Twilight Zone ish. Very. Um, uh, God, I'm I'm blanking on. Uh, uh, That's okay. Andy, saying we can help you. No, uh, um, North by Northwest, uh, Rearview. Oh, no, uh, who's the guy that does that? Da, 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 oh. Alfred Hitchcock. Thank you so much. It's very. <laughs> thank you so much. I, Sorry, I like I've been it. saying this all through watching this, and I blank, of course, when I get on the podcast. But no, it's totally. It's it's very Hitchcockian. Del Toro introduces each episode. Oh, awesome! Uh, in the vein of sort of Rod Serling and Hitchcock, as they do it, and so it's it's really cool. Uh, some some great acting. Uh, and actors for these segments as well. And they're, I mean, it's so far, like I said, they're really good. They're really great. So if you have a chance, check that out. Um, and then uh, we finished up season three of Bite Size Halloween on Hulu. Again, these little shorts are magnificent. Uh, they're so good. Like I said, there's there's one that's two minutes long that is one of my favorite like little mini horror segments ever. Um, and it uh, it, 
It's called Bite Size Halloween on Hulu. And they are they range uh from like three minutes to somewhere like twelve or thirteen minutes. Okay. Um and it's an anthology sort of horror things. They're little mini horror stories, and uh, it's so much fun. Um, and they're Anima- so great. Is it animated or not animated? Live no, action. they're it's live action. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So what, it's what service is that on? It's on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. I'm just yeah. To watch this. Yeah. Stories. Um, and uh, the last thing I want to say is uh, I, uh, <laughs> I I I had to. Uh, Subscribe to another streaming uh, streaming service, Screenbox, in order to watch Terrifier Two. <laughs> and uh, um, I watched it. Uh, Steve, did you get a chance to watch this yet? I, I haven't. I've seen a lot of. There's a lot of divisiveness. I feel like in a lot of the horror groups I'm in regarding Terrifier Two, where some people love it and other people absolutely hate it. Okay. So I haven't seen it, so I can't really speak to it. But I'm interested okay. to see it. Got it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 over the last, uh, uh over the last, uh, day I, I watched it, I put it together and I'm gonna, I won't spoil it for anybody. I know you guys are probably going to watch it. I know Joe's going to watch it. Um, uh, I am going to say this. I have a feeling when all is said and done that art, the clown will be able to sit at the table with Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers, and Leatherface. That's how I feel after watching this movie. I I, I feel Okey like that dokey. that's that's going to be sort of his uh, footprint. I, I have a feeling he'll be in that conversation. So that's all I'll say. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so with that, let's move into the horror corner. Um, Can I uh, jump in real quick at the end oh, of the do. streaming service? I got one thing. So <clears throat> uh, I actually took Annie through the Legend of Vox Machina recently. So the oh whole- yeah. Yeah, the whole series again uh, on on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, so Legend of Vox Machina based on the um, D&D real play YouTube critical role. Uh, they just got approved for season three, even though season right. two drops in January. So that was something yeah. else that happened in the last couple of weeks is they dropped the tra- te- that teaser trailer, uh, which picks up right at the end of the first season. And uh, I'm excited for it. She loved the show. She's, nice. uh, yeah, she's like, should I play d and Like, yes, you should play D&D. <laughs> uh, let's make this happen. Steve is fun. Let's go. She said hi, Mr. Suit, by the way. <laughs> I'm more than happy to have her join our game. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, with that, let's let's jump into let's jump into the larger horror conversation. Now, uh, as we mentioned on our last podcast, we gave Nate some homework. Um, we talked about Hellraiser last week. Uh, he had to watch, uh, two more movies, but then we gave him some extra credit, uh, when we found out that Barbarian dropped on HBO Max, uh, last week. But we, uh, so he had to watch, uh, Deadstream, which came out on Shudder, uh, this year. And then we also made him watch the Peter Jackson classic, Peter Jackson classic Dead Alive. Really uh, set them up for Lord of the Rings, I will say. Oh my uh, right, God, for sure. Totally. It's like yeah. cinematically, it's up there with, I'd say, Two Towers. 
the cinematography, the, uh, the, the script writing, movie. everything is just especially the opening. I got the bad feeling, man. All right, hey, yeah. Um, See, they, what you got to realize is the monkeys they came onto the ship, or the rats came yeah. onto the ship, and they screwed the monkeys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh. oh man, that I I love that somebody that like some guy just saw that and like decided to still put it on display at the zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh man i just yeah that i it had been a while since i've seen that because i i forget when i saw i saw that a while ago and so joe when you yeah. suggested it i was just like man i got i need to watch it again so i did i re-watched it and i'm just, so yeah man, I, so I all, want, all the good feels I, I want that time back i'm glad it was a short movie <laughs> so the first time i saw this movie i was entirely way too young (laughs) and like all i remembered was the the big titty rat grandma at the end (laughs) oh my god like it's seriously ingrained in my brain and like a couple years later when i was older and i was like oh yeah what the hell was that movie i swear i watched it on like usa up all night Right, and I was asking like horror friends, and I was like, "What is this movie with the big titty like mother rat grandma at the end?" Finally, somebody was like, "Dead alive! Oh my god, you have to watch it again." I mean, if you throw big tittied rat grandma and somebody doesn't get, I mean, I figure that's a pretty big identifier. If I was just saying, you'd be alive. surprised. Sadly, that doesn't yeah. narrow it down very much. I mean, barbarian also. No, barbarian. Yeah, some very similar themes across the all those grandmas. Oh man! Yeah, watching it though uh, brought me back. Like uh, the scenes that uh, the, my like three favorite scenes are that end one, obviously the scrambled eggs at the at the dinner table where he's like pouring the scrambled eggs down the nurse's throat. Yeah, and the whole scene with the lawnmower. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> man, is iconic. Yeah, but uh, Nate, yeah. what did you think of Dead Alive? So, uh, before we start going through this, I want to make sure the audience understands the uh, the rating for these movies is on a side kitten scale out of 10. Uh, side kittens right. coming from the amazingly tasteful movie, uh, Brand New Cherry Flavor. Uh, <laughs> series, where there are series, thank series, you so much. Sorry, excuse me, series. <laughs> that makes it worse, actually, where there's repeated instances of just kittens coming out of the side of somebody uh, <laughs> or out of their mouths or whatever because of Steve, Steve so, did you did you watch Brandon Cherry I Flavor? Do, I have not and now I'm curious to oh man oh, you, you have, have to, to watch it. <laughs> it's so fucked up I love it yeah um, we, it, anyway yeah. so uh, uh, I grade I graded these horror movies on like an ickiness <laughs> scale of side kittens so the more side kittens the more like oh <laughs> right. the movie was so just as a litmus test, Hellraiser, I gave it five side kittens okay. because it was gory and bloody, but not as gory and bloody as I thought it was going to be for being a Hellraiser movie. Okay. Um, and so Dead Alive, I actually gave an eight because that movie is <laughs> yes. so, and especially because all of the effects are practical. There's no special effects really in this movie at all. So it's right. all just like, I need all the corn syrup and all the fake pus and all the exploding yeah. eyeballs and heads you can give me. All right. Yeah. If you need an exploding head, I can get you an exploding head. Like, right, yeah. yeah. It's I so squishy and wet. 
Right. Yeah. No, I think you should have given it a 10 for the pus in the uh, pudding alone. Oh, oh, God. Man. Oh, I love Dead Alive. Every time that scene comes oh, on, I'm like, dry heaving. I can't. Oh, it's so good. I have a note for that, actually. Where is it? Oh, God. Yeah. It's like, Uda's pudding is so. Uh, what did he call it? It was like, it wasn't just tasty. It was, it was like, like creamy or something like that. Oh, God. Oh, and then the right. wife just doesn't say anything. I'm, I'd be I like, know. don't eat that. There's pus in it. Oh, the yeah. grandma eats her own fucking ear too where is that god damn it now i have to do like a control f for ear (laughs) 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 oh geez oh wait i did there was a oh okay so spear cam that's something else where he does the uh right yeah uh, that's dead stream yeah oh god damn fine custard (laughs) oh Oh, oh, i guess that's it yeah (laughs) oh oh my god yeah so um this movie is all over the fucking place. Like the intro when they're running away from the the tribesmen. I got the bad feeling, man. They get cornered by the tribesmen and it's like, I'm a New Zealand zoo official and this monkey is going to Newtown and he reveals this like this <laughs> giant machine gun from his fucking <laughs> Yeah. Fires it in the air. And it, you've got the bite. <laughs> I love the fact that I have a note here. It's like bit a guy and they killed him for it, but Left it in the same cage. Meh, shrug. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, this movie is all over the place. It's ridiculous. Uh, kind of funny. I think I was probably a little high when I watched this, but... Um, <laughs> that probably made it better. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Especially a little high when they made it, so... Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, they must have been, yeah. Well, especially when, like, the delivery guy was like, See you later, alligator. Unironically <laughs> picking up on the the, la- the, the lady at the uh, the shop, like all right. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So overall, I liked it. It was disgusting. Uh, yeah, it was a cool like zombieish type movie. Um, like I the notes are crazy. Like ooh, pulling zombie teeth, and oh, he made the spear with the garlic of the thing, and. <laughs> Uh, such a good boy, and he got wombed by his giant mother, and then burst yeah. out again. And I put Mazel Tov. It's a boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I really wish I could have just live tweeted this. I probably should. Yeah. This yeah. is one we should have all just watched together. Yeah. Right. No, I totally agree. This is an MST3K candidate for uh, Roman. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. If they haven't done it already. <laughs> I'm sure they have, but we need to do an R and R. You know. 20 yeah. K or whatever and do that. That'd be fine. So anyway, yeah. I give it an eight side kittens out of 10. The only reason I didn't give it a 10 because I didn't want to cap the ceiling. I knew, I know things get worse. Of course. So. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. What about you guys? Uh, no, I, like I said, I, I, I saw this uh, again, probably when I, like when I was younger and I didn't necessarily appreciate it. I think as much as I do now back then knowing who, Peter Jackson is now as, as a filmmaker, as, a, as an award winning filmmaker. And he made this, you know, like yeah. it's, it's just one of those movies that, yeah, it's, it's so like over the top and, and fun and seriously not serious. You know, that's, that's just sort of one of those. It's, I, I yeah, I just, it, <laughs> you know, you can't help but smile when you watch this movie. That's, that's, that's sort of one of those things, you know? I think mean, it just makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> Big, angry, titty grandma makes you happy. 
like a giant fertility <laughs> idol zombie grandma rat thing. <laughs> All right. Whoa. Yeah. But I, I, and I just, I, yeah, I love that line. She's like, we need to go. And it's like, I haven't seen mom yet. <laughs> and then she just pops, pops out of the, the floor. Just like, Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Steve, what's your take on, on Dead Alive, yeah. man? So Dead Alive, I, I think I saw it for the first time when I was maybe 12, and it was like an instant classic for me. It's one of my all-time favorites. Um, yeah. I have so many good memories of watching it, both in my youth and then in my adulthood. Um, like, my favorite bar in Oakland used to air it all the time, uh, Hart and Dagger, <laughs> if anyone's in the area. That's awesome. And they would play it, and I remember... Uh, when my before my wife and I got married, sitting at the bar with my father-in-law, watching Dead Alive, having beers, and he was just like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> and I was explaining it to him, and he was loving it because he loves like old Godzilla movies and stuff, so he was all for it. And we were just bonding over Dead Alive, and that's like a cherished memory for me now is bonding over nice. The, and it was just, it was specifically the rat mother womb scene, and he brought up the same points that Nate brought up. So I'm going to have him actually listen to this podcast and be like, "You're not nice. alone in talking about the rebirth imagery of this <laughs> giant rat woman sucking him into her womb." Which, yeah. and, you know, if we want to get technical with it, is kind of the theme of Lionel's journey in that movie is that he had to emerge from his mom so he could be with the um, the lady. I forget what her name is. But anyways, I yeah. absolutely love it. I feel like it's amazing that after directing both Bad Taste and Dead Alive that they still felt like he was the best person to helm Lord of the Rings. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, but, and then uh, there was there was Frighteners after that, right? Frighteners is amazing. It's one it, that one is also like it, that one's hands down just amazing. Um, I yeah, talk for hours about Frighteners, but we'll move on with we'll stay with Dead Alive for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, I think that I think that's going to close the discussion on on Dead Alive. So I want to move on. Feedback on Dead Alive. Well, yeah. yeah, we got everybody's yeah, we feedback on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, so, so I want to move on to, uh, to my selection for Nate, uh, which is Deadstream, uh, which is a movie that came out this year. And, uh, it is a, a sort of a take on the found footage, uh, genre, but instead of found footage, it is a live stream of possibly like the worst streamer ever going into a haunted house. Um, and, uh, there's just something I can't put my foot on it. I don't know what it is about this movie that I love so much, but again, it's it's not necessarily rooting for a character to get out of the house because you don't necessarily care if this guy dies or not. Oh, no, I, I was rooting for him to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then my first the... note is kill him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, but then you get the added sort of bonus of where found footage is just found footage. You get the added bonus of you get to see audience chatter here, (laughs) basically saying what people say in the audience of a horror movie, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which is fantastic. Get out of the house. (laughs) Right. And then, but then you also get some, some fun expositional little videos of what happened in the house. Right during right. during the moments, um, yeah. and so I, I just I love this movie from start to finish. I don't know, like I, I again, I, I love the 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 quirkiness of 
the guy, the main character. Uh, but then I just love that he just finds the most fucked up house that he could go to. Right. And like ends up, you know, and from again, from start to finish, I just think this is great. And then the use of the the cameras and the streaming cameras. Right. The I fact that he names all of them, like he takes the time to hilarious. name them. It's like, just set up the camera. <laughs> yeah. And, and just the setup with the duct tape even too, as he's mounting one of the cameras is like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I use duct tape for everything. And he absolutely uses duct tape for everything. Yeah. In, <laughs> That's right. In this the, is where the spear comes from. It's this movie, not the other one. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Nate, before we get your thoughts on this, Joe, Cheers. I want to hear what you thought of Deadstream. <laughs> oh, I thought it was so much fun. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and I have to watch it again. Like, I'm going to have to watch it at least two more times because I kept, like, going back and forth between watching the camera and then watching the comments in the corner. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because so, I was like, okay, I know there's going to be, like, little movements in the cameras and stuff like that. So I was like, shit, I gotta watch that. And then I'd see something in the comment. And I'm like, damn it, I gotta watch that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, the guy was great. And definitely, like, I was the same as you, Nate. Like, first five minutes, I'm like, oh, God, I'm rooting for the house. I hope this right. guy gets killed in the worst possible way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, his scream, his, like, when oh. he gets scared, oh, <laughs> it just yeah. cracks me up. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I I probably would not have watched it if uh, Andy you hadn't have like brought it up and <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm so glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I no, and I I wouldn't have known about it either if it wasn't for um, I'm part of a, a Shutter Horror fans on Facebook a Facebook group, and everybody was talking about this movie. Like they were just like, oh man, it's so, like, it's so good. It's so great. You got to see it. Obviously there were some people that, that didn't like it, you know, that so, some people poo-pooing it, but. Yeah. Uh, same with the uh, horror I, Reddit. It was like, everybody yeah. was saying like, you got to check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, so Steve, I know you haven't, you haven't watched this yet. I, I hope you not. get it. I hope you get a chance to watch it because I think that, that this is something that you would really enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm um, planning to watch it tonight after this, actually. From oh, nice. You guys have said. Nice. Okay. Um, Nate, how do we <laughs> feel about Deadstream? Okay, so my first note is kill him. My second right. note is rooting for the ghosts. <laughs> 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 this is before he even gets into the house because I'm not a fan of barbed wire is my next note. And then keep out. All the doors and windows are braced from the outside. Yeah. Well, let's go in this house, right? Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much because Steve's going to watch this. But yeah. um, this this one scared me more than anything else because yeah. of the camera angles and the fact that I couldn't see anything like that. Right? Apparently, that's a thing for me. Uh, yeah, apparently that's a thing for me. Um, we'll see how it it kind of pans out in general, but it scared the hell out of me uh in certain points i was watching the background more than the movie yeah at some point um and sorry i have to close my garage door apparently it's been open for the last hour oh okay <laughs> that's okay close it behind steve when he came uh thanks to my neighbor thorson for giving me the heads up um oh. <laughs> sorry thanks man and brink um 
I gave this a six out of 10 side kittens. It really, I gave it more than Hellraiser because it has a bunch of really good close up gory moments yeah. um, that I think are just more fun than anything else. They're very practical. A lot of yeah. exploding eyeballs and that kind of thing. Um, what else? I mean, I did like, like Joe said, the fact that he takes the time to put the cameras up and then names them all. I mean, obviously he's used to monetizing yeah. his feeds so that he can yep. make sure he's got everything set up. I, I can respect that. Although apparently you need better time management because the ghost is coming for you, fucker. Don't name the camera. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can't really get into much of this. I don't want to spoil right. it for Steve. <laughs> like, well, a, no, I have so, so many yeah. notes. No, um, and so I, I mean, no, we, we, I mean, no, we can we can talk deeper on this. I I mean, I I think you know we know one thing. I did want to say. Uh, so Joseph Winner uh, is the guy, but is the guy in the movie, but he actually wrote the movie um, and directed it. Um, and he also has a segment at the end of VHS ninety nine, which just came out with the girl who plays um, the entity in the house uh melanie stone and uh she her character in the segment in vhs 99 is so great like she just deserves her own backstory and her own movie alone uh so if you get the chance to watch that final segment of vhs 99 uh do it it's a lot of fun uh and again it's in the vein of uh sort of a found footage um seance uh, that happens and uh, it's it's great so the two things I've seen from Joseph Winter so far I love <laughs> and, and so I hope this guy keeps making these types of movies because I'm I'm all for it um uh so with that uh let's dig into Barbarian a little bit uh so this was <laughs> this was sort of the added bonus of this getting added to uh, HBO Max uh, so, so we could finally check it out and see it. Um, and, uh, Steve, I actually want to get your thoughts <laughs> on Barbarian. Yeah. So, um, the best way to describe how I felt about Barbarian is I saw, so I went into it completely blind after seeing probably 20 to 30 like posts and TikToks that were like, do not read anything about Barbarian, go into it completely blind. And I said, yeah. okay, and just from the trailer, or just even the movie poster, I was like, this is likely going to be like somebody abducts somebody through Airbnb and it's going to be like a kind of hostile torture porn type thing. And the best way to describe it is that meme where the kids like they had us in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> like that was literally my my opinion. Like <laughs> I was like the whole time I was like, Pennywise is going to kill you. Why are you going down there? Why are you doing this? What are you doing? Yeah. And, and then. The the guest, guest appearance by the lady from Dead Alive showed up, and I was like, right. oh, shit, "What is that?" <laughs> and then we started a whole new movie, which was like a, a prequel to Tusk, and I was excited about that. Right, and, then, yes. uh, <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, Justin Long is a creep, but that tracks." And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And then it kind of went. I feel like Barbarian. I mean, I'm I'm a little scattered on this, but I feel like overall, I liked it. Yeah, um, I did feel like it was kind of weird the filming style how it almost felt like three yeah. separate segments mashed into one right it was like the first segment with the airbnb thing and like the build-up and that was great and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like here's justin long and he's driving down the california coast and talking about like 
sexual assault allegations. And I'm like, okay, what happened to the lady at the Airbnb? Like, how does this tie right. in? And then, like, 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, he owns the house. Okay, great. Yeah. And then it kind of, like, I don't know, his... Uh, we can go deeper into it later, but I did not like his reaction to like there's this creepy dungeon underneath my house was like let me just bust out a tape measure and run into the dark i'm like what he wanted to <laughs> add it to the spare footage i was dying but then like and then that all happened and then all of a sudden it's like by the way it's 1980 and i'm like okay now what's happening and it was yeah. just very jerky the way it happened like i get that they had to show the backstory on right. how the lady from dead alive ended up in the house. Um, like I get it, but I'm also like, I feel like it could have been filtered in a little better. And then from there, it just kind of, I feel like went off the rails and got a little uh-huh. weird and wonky. Like, yeah, I don't know how much I should spoil or shouldn't spoil in my, well, uh, no, we're, uh, we are all spoiler it, heavy. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean like at the end when they're going up the water tower, like I did, I did appreciate they had like the, the classic homeless mystic guy who's like, I don't know everything that's going on. And right. I, I burst out laughing when he's like, well, she goes out hunting, but she's never come in here before. And she just like on cue Kool-Aid man's through the wall. and kills him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just was like, really like Jesus Christ. She just burst through. Was like, Oh yeah. And then wrists oh, off yeah. his arm. And I'm just like, okay, cool. And then they climb up the water tower and Justin Long, like, no longer makes me feel bad for him for everything that happened in Tusk. I'm like, you are the oh, yeah. Jujub. Like, <laughs> throws the lady off the water tower, like, I can escape. And, and then, like, you know, big titty mom, like, leaps off the thing and does this commando roll and saves the lady and then kills him. And I'm like, Okay, I mean, I I feel like, all right, that's Barbarian. I want to see a sequel where the girl goes to counseling and gets therapy, and it'll be called Cleric, and then one where she right. turns the cloth, and it can be called Paladin. You right. know, and then we can kind of go from there. Um, and then she becomes a secret assassin. It can be called Rogue. You know, we can have a whole like, list of these. Um, right. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily Nate, want a prequel, considering how the... Uh... I'm, I'm muted, sorry. I, yeah, I want a yeah. prequel with Mama Barbarian where she gives up her career in uh, emerging tech to <laughs> stay at home with all of the inbred babies. <laughs> I can imagine she has like some tough, gritty New Yorker like as her boss. She's like, Mama Barbarian, you gotta wear a shirt if you're at work. She's like, I ain't doing this. She goes home. No, that's okay. She's the in the wind. Like, anyway. There's gonna be a reunion between her and Sloth from Goonies. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, God. oh man. <laughs> they only see each other every year at Easter. It's a family reunion kind of thing. Right. They, they share baby oh, Ruth gosh. and talk about babas. <laughs> That's so Why great. Easter of all holidays? <laughs> That's I know, what I right? do with my family. <laughs> we do oh, Easter Arbor Day. Arbor Day. <laughs> I mean, geez, while well, we're picking the right. Arbor yeah. Day. <laughs> but oh, overall, man. I mean, I, I liked it. I'm glad it wasn't spoiled for me that it was a creature feature because her initial, right. mm-hmm. like, introduction to the film Whoa. literally had me being like what the fuck was that yeah right for more reasons than her appearance i was like why is yeah. she eight feet tall and naked and yeah and right. so but, strong um, and immune to a bunch of stuff yeah right. right but it was it was good i'm glad that you know they tried something new and it was interesting but um yeah and i, I will say the tension at the beginning with skarsgård and the lady was perfect mm-hmm. oh so good like, yeah. I was I was thoroughly convinced he was the killer. This was going to be yeah. a torture movie. 
He does a good creepy guy. <laughs> they didn't. They did that perfect. So that, those yeah. are my thoughts on Barbarian. Hmm. Okay. Um, Joe, what did you think? Oh, I gotta follow that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, very similar. I liked it. Um, I think it needs to be double featured with Malignant. <laughs> oh, for sure. Of just yeah. like just off the rails. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Um. So both um, this and Deadstream, I kept finding myself just like, why are you doing that? Don't freaking do that. Are you kidding me right now? Well, like, you know what? Scarsgard was overly nice and like, I swear I'm not trying to drug you or rape you or kill you, but she's like doing stupid, equally stupid shit. Like, are you really just going to go into the basement after a dude that you've met? Not even 24 hours ago. Like, get the fuck know, out well, of the house. Exactly, exactly. Call the cops. And it's, and it's so funny, too, because she has that moment when she pulls the string and she's just like, nope. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not exactly. doing it. Bye. You know? And it's just like, <laughs> Credits. okay, this one, this person gets <laughs> it. And then she immediately goes down the hall, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after after she, Aziz, lights the uh, <laughs> the corridor. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is an amazing Aziz reference. <laughs> Oh, and then man. she walks in front of it. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's totally how that works. Yeah. Oh, um, God. That was good. And yeah. yeah. And again, like like you said, Steve, it, it definitely feels like three separate like movies smashed together and you know, really aggressively cut. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it all makes sense in the end. And and I swear Justin Long needs to be our scream king. Oh, for sure i yeah. love him and like he just cast him in every horror movie now <laughs> I'm he had a really so good, good he had a really good segment in creep show uh the creep show series uh that came out on shutter uh where he is this uh inventor that can put himself uh into old movies it's almost the the ready player one trope of them doing the uh, them acting out in the movies, you know, being part of the movies. Right. Um, and that was that was a really great segment. So no, I I'm totally on board with uh with Justin Long owning owning the Scream King <laughs> um <laughs> moniker for sure. Yeah, because when um, he showed up, I was seriously just like, is that is he Wallace from Tusk? Like he's that same kind of smarmy, like shitty yeah. guy that you're just like, oh, I kind of really hope yeah. you get it. Yeah, well, he plays that and, so well. <laughs> and that was that was one of the really great uh reveals from the uh the convenience the clerks three convenience tour where um uh Kevin Smith does his Q&A afterwards right Nate I'm so sorry that you had to leave and you missed it but right. he he uh so Kevin Smith revealed the next five movies that he wants to do right <laughs> and he is explaining he's explaining this and he's I just like yeah this, I though. yes I know what you're talking right about. he's like so I'm I'm in a hotel room and I'm I for, he's like I forget where I was but and Tusk was on and I got it you know and so I decided to watch Tusk and I realized just how much I love this movie and making this movie and how everybody did so I, I immediately text the cast afterwards just to let them know how much I appreciated their work on this and that I'm working on Tusk too and like everybody's like all the cast was right back Oh, it's all you know. That's great. We're totally on board. And Justin Long' response was, "Really?" Question <laughs> 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 mark. So oh my 
good. Get back in the walrus suit, Long. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Really? So yeah. <laughs> but oh, that's great. yeah. No, I yeah, Joe. Anything else here on uh, uh, so uh, I meant to mention it before, but um, and I, I think I did on our chat. But uh, there is a deleted scene. So if you want to add an extra side kitten to this movie, <gasps> watch the deleted scene because <laughs> it's okay. disgusting. Oh no! Oh really? Oh, I gotta watch this. <laughs> oh, I'll wait if you guys want to bring it up. It's a very I short scene. Uh, well, I, I think we have to at this point. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna watch the deleted scene, and we'll be right back on Rum and <laughs> Where All is right. this available at? Uh, I, so I think it's on YouTube. Um, All right. Is is no, that? Let me the, see if uh, I can find it. Um. Let's see. Uh, the most, most disgusting, disgusting scene in Barbarian was cut. That one? Yeah, I think that is. Let me uh, just check. No, this is a review. Yeah. That didn't work. No, that's not the scene. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm like trying to figure out this thing on the computer. I have my phone right in front of me. That's easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Only I had the smaller computer thing in my hand. Oh, <laughs> right. I yeah. have just I linked it to you guys when I found it, but... Yeah. Of human history in the palm of my hand. Conan the Barbarian deleted scenes. All right. right. Here we go. should watch that, too. <laughs> yeah. Just as long reveals disturbing Barbarian deleted scenes. See, these are all, like, interviews. Yeah, yeah. I... Damn it, I should have... Oh, wait. Um, I have YouTube history. There you go. Ooh, let's I'm see if it was on YouTube. Was it like a... Um, was it like a... Fe was oh, a feature oh I'm reading about what it is. Oh, the mother oh. a rat that's scurrying by and bites its head off and chews it up and tries to baby burn it into my mouth. Oh, no. yeah, you uh -oh. had to read it. Oh, I was going to find it. <laughs> Oh God! No. no, I'm sorry. I okay, you guys didn't watch it. I actually saw it. <laughs> oh, I want to see it. What the fuck? Oh God! Oh God! I gotta find it. I'm sorry. I, I've been drinking a little oh, bit. I made a bad choice about saying it out loud. Damn it! Shock value. Oh, that was great though. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Jeff, you're killing. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, dude, uh, the so internet is killing me right now. <laughs> right? No, yeah. obviously, I didn't fever dream this. <laughs> There's <laughs> articles about it. My first thought is, why was she baby birding food into his mouth as she tried to breastfeed him? Like, I mean, pick no, one or the other. Seen, yeah. Lady yeah. Well, if he didn't take the bottle, he had to. Mom's gonna feed her baby one way or the other. Oh, God, the <laughs> bottle looked Jeez. so bad, but it was way better than the nipple situation. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah. Sadly, I think the nipple situation had more hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Silence from there. Says the right. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've been that, officially canceled, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like I, girl, Steve suffered a fatal heart right? attack during yeah. the break. <laughs> oh wait, have a strong stomach. Check out this deleted scene. Hang on, ew.com. Oh, oh. 
Where on on the YouTube? Oh, oh wait, I got I've got a commercial, but I think right after that is the actual thing. Oh, um, oh worry, link I'm us in the chat. It. Yeah, I'll scan it for your. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Let's see if it's done with the commercial. Is this the actual thing? Oh God, it is the thing. Okay. <laughs> ah! Oh yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Oh, it's in the. Oh no! Oh God. <laughs> From the studio. Dot... Oh man. Oh God. What is... Oh Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry, Ned. I can see it from here. Oh Jesus Christ Almighty! Why? <laughs> I have to. I have to wait for Why the uh, for the, the Disney movie? ad to this stop. This is an, at least an extra side kitten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The written description was not preparing me enough no. for that. Jesus no. Christ. Oh, I love it. Oh, it was less baby birding and more I chewed it up and then forced it in. Oh, my oh man. God. All right. Here we go. Now I'm watching. No. Oh, oh, this, this made my night. No. Oh, God. I feel like watching that gave me bonitis. All my fingers trying to peel back. Jesus. God. Oh. I got the ratabetes. Wow. Why <laughs> oh, <My> ratabetes? Not <laughs> ratabetes. Oh. testing supplies. I mean, oh. make sure to eat enough rats, you won't get to ratabetes. That's what she was trying to do. <laughs> avoid ratabetes. <laughs> Joe, you're bright. Oh rat. my goodness. Oh, oh, I'm dying. Oh. Oh, oh, you're welcome, man. guys. You're welcome. Yeah, we, oh. we need to make all of this live. I think this is not a <laughs> no. I, it's so it's it's totally worth it. I yeah. definitely need to put that link into the show notes. Though, so yeah, yeah. follow along. Follow yeah. along if you have a strong stomach, because for the love of God, yeah, do like an intro break with that girl from Empanina. Just all of us, like, oh my God, in the background. Oh man! Woof! Oh God! Jesus Christ! Ah! So Nate, how do you feel about Barbarian now? I mean, it at least it gets at least another side kitten. I'm gonna have to put that up to a nine now, almost because of that. I had it at a seven because Dead Alive had so much more like brain busting. Uh, you know what? No, we're not gonna give it a nine. It doesn't deserve a nine. That's a nine. Fuck. Um, wait, you didn't go yet. We talked. No, to, I, we talked I, to Joe. Yeah, we got to see. I want to hear from you, man. Well, you want me to? You're not gonna. Okay, you're gonna. Finish. I will. No, I. I'm. I will interject. Okay. Um, this one I didn't actually take notes through <laughs> the whole way. Okay, it was more of a holy fuck, holy shit. Why are you doing that? You all deserve to die. I'm sorry. It, like, there's right. a. This is the thing that I was talking with Annie like last night. The, the thing that bothers me the most about horror movies is that no one in a horror movie has ever watched a horror movie. This is right. the whole point of Scream, right? Where they don't understand the rules of a horror movie ever. Yeah. Which means yeah. there are no horror movies in these actual worlds because there's no fucking way that you go down into that basement and then find the bloodstained bed and the video camera from the serial killer and right. do anything else other than leave and call the cops. Like that's credits. Roll the credits. It's over. Yeah. I'm gonna pull on this rope in the wall. 
and find a hidden passageway and go explore that and then find even more <laughs> right down the, and then no no nope i'm done it, it's over yeah uh i did love the big mist uh they're like not really a redirect a misdirect with uh Skarsgård cuz his character yeah he played that perfectly where it was just, he was just an awkward guy and it was a weird coincidence that they'd booked the same place at the same time yeah. when everyone's like, Oh dude, it is going to be the killer. <laughs> Cause that's just too easy. Um, but he did a great job. I think the whole, uh, I really want to know who opened her door in the middle of the night because yeah, it's been the mom or somebody. Cause there was nothing like the, uh, the side door wasn't open, but then, you saw it kind of opening behind her at the, right. end, of that, at the end of that whole yeah. scene. Um, and he's having terror nightmares. So I wonder if he was maybe <laughs> one of the kids or something. I don't know. I think yeah. instantly enough, they probably just booked the same place. And he, the whole scene where she finds him, like to Joe's point, there's no reason she goes down there after him. Uh, yeah. Once he stops talking. Cause right. he's like, Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Okay. I think I messaged you guys. Keith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yelling right. The whole time. Keith. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you do that anyway? And then she finds the secret tunnel and then he crab crawls towards her. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. There's something bit me. There's something else down here. There's something. Yeah. There's something else down there. It bit me. What? And then Mama reveals herself, and that's like was the big jump. We both yelled. Like, <laughs> right? I yelled. Well, um, I'd like to say my yell was more masculine than hers, but that'd be a lie. <laughs> right? Yeah. You Were like, you like oh. the midstream guy? Yeah. yeah. I, I did yeah. the real high pitch, ah! and she went, "Oh, oh my god!" god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I try to scare her the rest of the time to try and recover my manhood, but, um, no, no. Yeah. I think in general, this was probably the best movie out of the, the four that I the watched. Bunch. Yeah. yeah. We really, we both really enjoyed Justin Long singing in the convertible down, <laughs> driving down PCH. <laughs> right. Uh, until the point when they're like, uh, yeah, she filed sexual assault charges and you're out. And then there's a whole yeah. fucking scene where he admits to raping this girl. It's like, okay. Right. Fuck it, yeah. This guy, and, yeah, and uh, Mama delivers, uh, splits the head <laughs> open, <laughs> uh, like a melon at the end. After oh, he, yeah. he yeah. throws, uh, he throws her baby off the tower, and she miraculously saves her and survives, and then just rips his head apart like a melon. Um, yeah, with the uh, the black chipped fingernails right into the oh. balls, and then <laughs> I kind of wish they'd showed the front of him being ripped open, but that would have cost a lot of money. So I get it, but yeah. Well, I almost, I almost wanted Mama to to Deadstream pick the nose apart. <laughs> right, oh, I have that note on yeah. Deadstream too. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, yeah. I like this the most out of all of the the four movies. I think. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Good times. Uh, yeah. No, I I totally agree with you guys. I I think the setup for this was was really good. I, and again, I do like, and it uh, and it did bring me back to sort of these movies that shift. Uh, in their sort of focus, not necessarily their focus, but their sort of genre, right? Like a From Dust Till Dawn, which starts out as like a heist movie, but then ends up in this weird, <laughs> you know, vampire dungeon thing. And um, uh, yeah, a little bit of the same where we get this sort of like weird tension between the the um, 
uh, the girl in Skarsgård. And this is the girl for, that was on uh, Krypton. Uh, she was the yeah, Zod from, from Krypton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, and yeah, I just I I I love the play. I actually love the dialogue between them where it's like, "Hey, if I was here first, you know, and and you came up, like, I, you know, no fucking way you'd come in." Yeah. Um, that's why I think to Steve's point, like the first part was really well put together and you were kind of engaged and okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Like they they basically almost hook up at the end because he's being goofy like, "This is how you put a duvet on." And she's giving him the eyeball and they're drinking wine or whatever. And then, well, no, and I, know. and I love, and I love the call out too of, you know, I totally get why you didn't drink the tea and, yeah, and that exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. That, but that, that was creepy that, in its own right. <laughs> like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, it was, that was just, yeah, that, no, that whole setup for everything going yeah. on, I thought was, was really good. And, um, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, I think it's great too, that, that the house wasn't necessarily um, like totally secure. Right. Like she was able to get out of the house. Right. And get, and get down the street, <laughs> you know, right. and um, chased by the bomb. Don't go in there. <laughs> right. I know. And yeah, I mean, but what would you do? The mystical bomb that knows all the stuff. Right. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like It's so great. Um, but, uh, and then, uh, I mean, uh, Richard Brake, the guy who plays the the creepy dude, is that's he's he's slowly becoming. Uh, I, well, I mean, he has been in just several horror movies that have been uh, he playing the creepy dude, <laughs> you know, r- really well. And again, I you know this crowd knows him as as Joe Cool from uh, Batman right. Begins. He was you know, um, oh. but man, uh, like uh, I think I told you guys about that Blumhouse uh, pre screen I was on with uh, Bingo Hell the movie where he plays basically uh, a demon in charge of a, of a bingo hall in where hell. shut up. He, yeah. Oh no, dude. It is, it is Steve, you what add a, that to your horror movie. I, I'm making a list now. I'm like, yeah. Right. So bingo, uh, bingo hell, I think it's, is, is what it's called. And it's, uh, it was on Amazon. Uh, it's, it, and it's, it's 90 minutes of just pure, like B horror perfection oh, it's kind of that's a redundant amazing. title isn't it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah um, bingo hell and so uh so yeah i no uh, yeah this was i i enjoyed this movie a lot quite a bit i loved how <laughs> extra portions of the house just magically fucking appear <laughs> as right. the as you get deeper into the movie um <laughs> and I kind of want to know the uh, the exact square footage of that house and everything after this. <laughs> oh, um, it would be great if there was like if part of the marketing was a Zillow listing for this. <laughs> that would be great. That's um, a brilliant and fucking idea. Extended Why? basement, right? Well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's a one bedroom, one bath with uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah extended uh, underground railroad and <laughs> right, yeah, a um. A, a video De- studio detached in-law <laughs> unit <laughs> and no. au pair unit oh no yeah oh, oh no, no. Uh, <laughs> um, cable cable and internet basically extend right. underneath the house yeah exactly. right uh-huh. yeah so, uh, but she'll babysit so she's an au pair from <laughs> uh, animal crates that come with the property, right? Exactly. You know, creature animals, right? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> why was why was Mama Mama Cass or whatever we're calling her? Uh, why was she scared to go into the room with with the serial killer old man, her father? 
I well, I have a feeling that G was just like obviously I I doubt that he was was dad of the year, you right. know. But I I I I think that she, she was possibly maybe crated up at some point while she was younger, mm. and and fed by one of the other mothers until right. she became mommy the mama right yeah that was yeah. the only the only weird part well so there were several weird parts obviously it's a weird fucking <laughs> movie, but, but when he's trying to escape from her and then there you see a bell on the wall and then he runs past that and then there's another door and then you see her kind of just slowly coming out of the shadows that was such a great shot yeah and then she backs away and you're like wait what the fuck Oh wait, there are right. worse things down there than her. That was from our our bum wizard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, bum of knowledge. Um, and then he goes in, and it's the serial killer basically in the bed with a pull rope for the bell, and then a side table after that where he can't reach it. He's like gesturing over. All he can do is gesture, and just yeah. long walks around and sees like the girl at the gas station, the redhead you know yeah bridge like all of these vhs's that are titled from all of his serial killers oh, there's like 20 yeah. or 30 of them and he watches one he's like what the fuck is wrong with you sick fuck yeah <laughs> and the guy keeps pointing over what do you want water so he gives him water and he keeps pointing over and then he just moves the whole table over to him and then finally the guy pulls a pistol out of it and then right <laughs> just sounds like whoa whoa man come on man and then he caps himself so the whole time was was little mama baby wife uh, sister wife thing keeping him alive it seems yeah, like it maybe yeah. or... i mean that was my assumption is that she must have been feeding him because otherwise how the hell would he like survive still be alive yeah. and i just feel like the whole introduction of him like could have been done like i get they did the flashback to show like oh he picked up baby stuff and he was the rapist but like they could have had mystic bum guy explain that instead mm-hmm. right because then they yeah. had this whole like he's still alive oops nope he's dead and then yeah. like back to you know running down the dark hallway shooting at whatever moves like it just felt clunky and it could have been done a little better yeah so if they had shot it originally with the backstory of the serial killer first yeah that would have given you a good kind of foundation and it wouldn't have seemed so disjointed because then you do that first and then you can have the portion with Scarsgard and the the airbnb mishap and then kind of feather that in with the whole Justin Long thing at the same time. Like, oh, I got a fucking liquidate all my properties, blah, 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 in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It seems like that would make more sense. Yeah. But that actually makes a really good point, because if the, I feel if they had that at the beginning of the film, it wouldn't have spoiled anything. It wouldn't have let you know there's the lady from Dead Alive in the basement. It would have just been like, yeah. oh shit, maybe Skarsgård is like the son of this right. serial killer exactly. guy. He's continuing his legacy, right. or something like that. But then it wouldn't have given it away. It would have been a much better flow because that just felt super weird interjecting a flashback that paid off very little at the end. Like it was, it was cool because it was different. Like it was something that Andy yeah. was about too. That it, like it was a different shooting style and kind of the disjointedness of it was a little bit jarring and kind of woke you up and took you out of the different storylines, which I can appreciate. But to your point, Steve, I think too, if they had actually shot it in a, a different order, it would have made a much better movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and to that point, like like a a meteor, lower, maybe like ten minutes explaining, you, you know, bridging the gap, the time gap a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forty so. years later. 
right. I love the whole Reagan administration uh, reference. Oh yeah. In the car, like okay, so it is forty years ago. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so overall, great movie. I gave it eight side kittens. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, uh, with that, uh, Steve, I kind of want to get into your 31 days of, yeah. uh, of Halloween. And uh, I know that I, I talked earlier about sort of selection process. Now, uh, are there are there movies that you have to watch this time of year that are like automatically make the list and then you you sort of fill in and do you try to mix like some new stuff in there just to, just to, you know, keep it fresh and see if there's stuff in there or do you just like, are you pulling movies out of a hat? And uh, so sweet summer child, he is the yeah, movie uh, I'm going to say uh, <laughs> D all of the above. So okay. it's funny because so in previous years, what I did was I would do this whole, you know, 31 days of horror where every day I would talk about a movie that I love and why I love it. And then I would watch it. But mm-hmm. I felt like I have such a such a huge horror movie collection that I've amassed over the last like 20 years of a combination of borrowing friends DVDs and ripping them or getting old VHS from thrift stores and ripping them and digitizing them to like yeah. getting the DVD collections that are on Amazon, which are like eight B movies for $10. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Then yeah. I have at this point, I think my collection is at uh, 1211 horror movies. Oh, wow. And so I thought I have so many and a lot of these I haven't seen. I just collected them, planned to watch them at a later date and never got around to it because I'm always like, why would I watch this random movie when I can watch one of my favorites? So I felt like for this year, I wanted to completely randomize it. And so what I did was I just looked up a random number generator between one and 200 or 1211. And then just uh-huh. generate, and it would just give me a random number, and I'd go into my collection and find that number, and I was like, "That's what I'm watching today." Nice. Okay. Lots of hits, lots of misses. Um, <laughs> you know, there were some that I'd never seen before that I was just like, "Now it's one." There's some that I was like, "I've watched probably four or five times since it popped right. up." Uh, yeah. There's some that I actually had to turn off two of them because I was just not feeling it. I was like, "I can't." It's just so <laughs> yeah. bad. And I love bad movies. I mean, you know, right? Like I'm a fan of Tommy Wiseau and Neil Breen. So I mean, I love bad movies, <laughs> but these were just beyond bad. I was like, I, I can't even with this. So um, I have a full list. If you're interested in that, I could just run through the list. Let's or I could let's do it. All right. So yeah. the list in order from day one to day thirty one. I'll just run yes. through all of them and maybe pause on a few. So first uh, was the. <laughs> I loved this when I was younger and now watching it with a much more political conscious mind. I was like, oh my God, this movie is horridly like propagandized. But uh, 1996, I want to say Uncle Sam, which is a horror okay. movie, takes place uh, around 4th of July about a guy who gets killed, I think, in Desert Storm and comes back as a zombie and oh, kills wow. un-American people who are, oh, you know, like geez. flag burners and other stuff. And there's all these, like, this is a kid oh, who does these things that are like, if you're against America, you deserve to die. And I'm like, holy shit, wow. okay, like, easy, guys. But it's cheesy. It has a lot of, you know, it's part of my, I like to have different horror movies for different holidays. So I can do, like, I have a whole bunch of Christmas horror and a bunch of Easter horror and stuff like that. So I try to break it up. But So it, yeah. was, it was okay. Uh, number two was, the third 
in the Extro series, which is a knockoff <laughs> alien series. And Extro is just Extro three was awful. I was like, I mean, Extro one is like, okay, this is kind of cheap. I mean, can you even have an Extro three without an Extro one? I mean, you <laughs> didn't really set up three very well. I have to say. I mean, uh, number right. three was Don't Panic, which is like an eighties possession movie. I've it was decent. Um, number four was The Invisible Ghost with Bella Lugosi. Uh, oh wow! Classic. Okay. Um, yeah. Five was American Gothic '80s horror movie about kind of oh a yeah family that lives on a random island. Um, yep. Then there was a six was Boneyard, which was relatively new to me. It's from I think 1990 or 1991. About um, it takes place in a mortuary. And there's these like demon children that come out, and it's a lot of practical effects. Oh, wow. of, uh, rubber costume monsters. I really <laughs> liked that one. I was, yeah, quite actually surprised at how much I liked it. Uh, seven was um, Oblong Box, um, which is the Edgar Allan Poe from the What'd 60s. Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I often refer to myself as Oblong Shaped, right? So. I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel both an affinity and a draft. Round as a shape. shape. For the eighth day, because I was on my uh, anniversary with my weekend with my wife, we decided to watch the new Hellraiser. So that we just picked aside from the random numbering. And absolutely. Uh, How how did you feel about that? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Um, I I love the new Cenobites. I I felt like the story was really good. I like what they did with the uh, the puzzle box, how it had the different configurations. Yeah, I, I like the I like the whole thing. Like I see a lot of people are back and forth about it, but I I absolutely loved it. Uh, nice. Gobin has become um, your new best friend. <laughs> speaking of absolutely loving, the ninth was the uh, ever amazing. I bought a vampire motorcycle from uh, 1991, which is about a vampire motorcycle. That'll no, the vampire um, motorcycle. It's, it's amazing. Oh, man. Uh, number ten, the tenth was Vampire Hookers, which is a yeah. 70s movie. It is what it sounds like. Right. Um, Please, yes. This is one that surprised me. I I got on the eleventh. I got Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. And I said, "This has got to be awful." It is honestly. I have to say, this is one of the best horror movies I have seen in recent years. That has been made in recent years, and the reason it's so good is it plays up that dude bro college thing, but totally tongue in cheek, making fun of itself, dude. Wow! And it's got like the worst special effects. Um, Patton Oswalt is in it. Yes, it's, no. and it's like it's. I, I was like, please say they made one and two, but it just alludes to one and two. So it's like making fun of the '80s horror genre, where they'd have like Extro Three, for example, and it like has a bunch of flashbacks in the beginning, and it's like this guy goes to college, and everyone's like, "Isn't that Jake Smith?" No, no, that's Jan Smith, Jake's twin brother. He came to this college after his brother was killed oh, yes. in that dude bro party massacre last year. <laughs> no. And That's it's, great. It is amazing. And the, the best part is there's like so many, like this one dude is blind and he's talking to the guy. He's like, if you're really my bro, what did you say about your brother when we were at the dance like two years ago? And he's like, oh, I don't know how to answer you. And he's like, no, you said your brother was really sweet and kind and you wish he would never come to this college. And it's like, what? Bro, I never knew that. But there's this scene at the end where he calls on all the dead bros to help him stop the villain of the movie. And I'm not even going to say who the villain is because that made me laugh so uncontrollably hard. I highly recommend to your audience to watch this. But he goes, bros, 
enter me and all these spirits go into his body he's just every time like the last skywalker right he's just like i was like did he really just say bros enter me really holy shit it's so good i i've watched incredible we have to watch this not Still comedically funny on the 12th uh, was the sequel to Jack Frost, Jack Frost 2. And when I say Jack Frost, I don't mean the Michael Keaton movie where he's in the snowman. I mean the killer snowman movie. Right. The killer snowman is killed with antifreeze. They made a sequel which takes place on a tropical island. Um, I'll let you guys figure that out, how a snowman gets there. And it's just okay. incredibly like ridiculous. Over Isn't the there like a Josh Gad song about snowmen and heat? All right, cool. <laughs> um, 13 was an 80s movie called Mind Killer. That one was semi boring. It was about like telekinetics or something like that. Uh, 17 was, uh, or no, where am I? Oh, the 14th was the Banana Splits movie, which I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I'm hopeful no. that the new Winnie the Pooh horror movie is going to be similar in line to the Banana Splits horror movie. Man. Because the Banana Splits horror movie, as somebody who watched Banana Splits, like when it aired, it was reruns as a kid. Like, I I love it. It's super cheesy. It's about the Banana Splits going crazy and killing people. Uh, they're all robots. It's very Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, it's... Oh, man. It, it's great. It's worth a watch. Um, can, I, can I quickly ask yeah, what your impressions right were of the, uh, uh, of the um, Winnie the Pooh trailer? I haven't watched the trailer yet. I, I've seen stills of it, but I haven't seen the trailer yet. So, oh man, your life, sir. I didn't. Well, I didn't know the trailer dropped until I actually sat down right before we started the podcast. I saw. Oh, okay. Like, the Pooh trailer, and I was like, "Fuck! I should have seen that." Oh man. Um, All right. So anyway, continuing on. Uh, number fifteen. I swear this is not porn. Uh, Huntress, Spirit of the Night. It the the cover of it looks like the porn you would get at Blockbuster, so I've heard, and um, it's, it was boring as hell. It's a it's a werewolf movie from the '90s that takes place, I think, in England, and it was very posh. And I was like, this is just boring as all hell. Uh, Sixteen is one of my favorites. Night of the Comet. Oh, I love this movie. Night of the Comet is, if you want to watch an 80s horror movie that's relatively unknown outside of horror movie circles, Night of the Comet is perfect. Dude, Richard Richard Beltran, young Chakotay in uh, as sort of the male lead in this. Yeah. I, I, dude, I love this movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so great. It is, it is amazing. I, I watch that one like probably several times a year. Uh, same with me yeah it, it's so good um 17 was boarding house it's like a 70s style movie that's just more just porn than horror movie which was interesting <laughs> go 18, on the, the 18th this movie i i will honestly say i recommend this movie to everybody every chance i get and i don't know how many people actually watch it but this is one of the best horror movies i have seen ever but i will say for it is like in my top three for 2000 forward uh it is come true from 2020 i've never heard of it uh the movie i i don't want to spoil anything about it because it is very much a psychological horror movie the soundtrack is perfect it's by uh pilot priest and electric youth so it's a very good synthwave score 
Oh, cool. The movie is about a young lady who enters a sleep study because she has uh, these weird, she has trouble sleeping and then she wakes up in random places. And so she joins a sleep study and it takes place where they're like, um, I want to say it takes place kind of in the 80s because the computers and stuff they're using have that very CRT kind of pixelated green like CRT stuff. Oh, if it's yeah, and it's all weird. about when yeah, uh, people are sleeping on the monitor. You see these figures appearing at the side of their bed, but they're not like on the actual camera. And that's all I'm going to say about the movie. Oh, wow. But it is okay. amazing. The soundtrack to it drives it. It's got the best ending I've seen in a horror movie. Like I don't want to spoil it because it's one of those you can't have. You you got to go into it blind, and it's worth it. I promise. Hmm. Sure. Um, come What's true. It called again? Uh, come true. Come true. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like amazing horror, Haggard approved. I put it on um, the, uh, the watch list. Uh, watch this on the opposite side of that spectrum. Disconnected from the eighties. Uh, okay. Don't watch it. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It was boring. Uh, the twentieth gave me the first in nineteen of them. The witchcraft original movie from the 80s uh witchcraft is one of those horror movie series that just slowly devolved to porn but i feel like marge where i'm like it became porn so quickly i didn't or so like subtly i didn't even notice um there are literally 19 of them the most recent one came out i think in 2017 yes no way of them which is was a task wow. to get all of them that wow. one i had to like special order of vhs you like, could have learned a language Right. Anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, the twenty first was Lake Placid, which has the great on. Lake we, we, Betty we broke Andy. Hang on. We're gonna have to take a pause real quick because I broke Andy. <laughs> I mean, nineteen shitty horror movies in a series. You're definitely probably ruining Francais at that point. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Andy. I like that I just kept trucking along. Andy's like dying Andy's over there. Dead. <laughs> this is my ADHD hyper focus. You brought me on to talk about horror. I'm going to keep you guys here all night. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you okay? Oh, no. I'm great. Uh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after Lake Placid was Brain Dead on the twenty second, not to be confused with um, Brain Dead, or was it Brain Dead? Was the original name of Dead Alive? Yeah. This is not Brain Dead one word. This is Brain Space Dead, which is the nineties movie of the same name. Uh, the twenty third was American Scream, eighties horror movie that was kind of. Eh. Uh, the twenty fourth was You Should Have Left, starring Kevin Bacon, came out a few years ago. Um, where they go to like an Airbnb in the house, or they buy a house or something, but the house, like the dimensions are longer on the inside than on the outside. And it kind of is this weird story. I felt like it had, it yeah. had good buildup, but I felt like the ending fell flat. Um, let me see. Uh, 25th was 28 weeks later, uh, which oh, I remember nice. enjoying when I was in the theater and then watching it now as I'm older, I I had similar notes to like all of the movies Nate watched where like within five minutes I was like, this dude needs to die. 
Like he just right. I love it. And then his wife, he's like, like, "Oh, hey, the rage virus zombies are here, deuces!" And like ran out. Right. <laughs> I think he even like closed the door on her. To does be like, oh. yeah, right? It's uh, over. You're on your own. Yeah. And then they found her, and she's like partially alive. And then anyway, like that movie was just oof. Um, okay, twenty sixth. I hated this movie the first time I saw it. Loved the soundtrack. Watched it a second time after reading a synopsis of it because it's very artsy, and now I love it. Is 2010's Beyond the Black Rainbow? It is so again one of the best synthwave scores I've ever heard uh, by Sonola Caves. It's very Tangerine Dream esque. Um, this movie right. takes place on two timelines. It takes place in the early 80s, 1983, and then in 1968, and it's all about a girl named Elena who is a part of a place called Aboria Institute, which does dream, uh, or no, it does like experiments on people to unlock psychic potential. Ooh. And it's all about how this girl Elena is being basically experimented on to see if she has psychic powers. And um, it's very artsy. It's beautifully shot. Um, the director of it is the son of the guy who directed one of my favorite 80s action movies, Cobra. Um, so his name is Panos something or other. But um, it, it's the whole movie, when he talked about it, he said it's basically a critique of boomer culture from the 60s where they were all about getting into occultism and like psychedelics and stuff like that. And then how there was like a conservative backlash in the early eighties because of that. And so he said beyond the black rainbow is really his kind of middle finger to that type of thing. But it is, it's, it's very artsy. It's very slow moving, fantastic score. Um, a visual feast for the eyes will be my official okay. review of it. Uh, 27th, I watched Barbarian because of you guys. Nice, um, thank you. The 28th was Video Violence. Um, again, amazing synth score. I actually own the synth score uh, on vinyl because I'm a late-age hipster. Um, but uh, it's about, it's an 80s movie about a guy from New York moves to this small town and runs a video store and somebody returns a tape to his video store, which is basically a video of two people killing a woman. And he gets all concerned and he brings it to the chief of police and they're like, oh, this looks like it's fake, whatever. But then it turns out the whole town are so obsessed with horror movies that they want to recreate them. So they just start killing people, videoing it, and they use the video store as a way to, like, trade oh, tapes. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> but it's oh, that's great. super cheesy and, like, some of the worst practical effects I've ever seen. Amazing synth score, though. Um, it also had a sequel, Video Violence 2, yeah. which was even more campy and awful. Uh, the 29th was 2017's The Babysitter, which I, truth be told, turned off halfway through because I was like, I just, I can't. Because <laughs> they didn't say the dishes are done, man. Well, no, it was yeah, like, right. at first I was like, is this a horror movie or is this like some weird, slightly older babysitter creeping on a child movie? And then it, it turned out to be a weird, like, creepy older babysitter is like part of a satanic cult. Yeah. And they need Lovely. fresh blood of the young. But then it it did one of those horror movie tropes where, like, the kid goes, oh, my God. And, like, across the screen splashes in letters, like, what the fuck? 
And I'm like, <laughs> I hate when horror movies feel a need to do that because I'm like, okay, that's a little extra. I mean, yeah. Uh, the 30th, this, again, I was, it was the movie White Dog from, I want to say, the late 80s. And I was watching it and I, I went into this blind. I thought it was going to be a Cujo knockoff. <laughs> It was like a dissertation on racism. Uh, of course it was. <laughs> and it was all about a white German shepherd who has been trained to specifically attack black people. Oh, Jesus Christ. And this black guy Man. who's like, I train circus animals and I'm going to get the racism out of this dog. And like the whole movie is him explaining like the racism of the 60s and how it's bred into people and things need to change and the whole time i'm watching it i'm like you know as somebody with a degree in sociology i find this fascinating but this isn't really a horror movie right yeah that was that was an interesting way to get almost to the end and then so last night on on halloween my wife's like i want to watch something new that we've never seen and i want to watch something that has to deal with supernatural stuff and so I looked up a list of like modern supernatural movies that everyone recommends, and the recommendation came back for Taking of Deborah Logan, which I had never seen. I knew nothing about. Uh, did not know that it was filmed in a documentary style. Cool. And at first, I literally was like, is this a documentary on dementia? Like, similar to White Dog. I was like, this isn't a horror movie. And Man, was I wrong. <laughs> it took a turn, and I was like, what the ever-living fuck? Like, Wait, what is this earlier about... I want to say I've seen this, but I don't, I don't remember so it. I'm not asleep. Like, the, the thing is, like, it starts out with, like, there's this university team, and they're going, they're doing a documentary on um, dementia. And they're going to go interview this lady named Deborah Logan, who has dementia, and she lives in this small town. And so they meet with her daughter and then they meet with her and she's like digging in the backyard and she kind of is pleasant enough and talks about how she like occasionally forgets things. And um, there's like a whole sequence at the beginning where they explain how the process of dementia works and like how it attacks the brain and it moves towards, you know, your most recent memories to the older ones. And it's very informative. And I'm like, this is, this kind of tracks because I do work with older adults who have dementia. So I'm like, this, this definitely tracks. And then, and then it slowly becomes like they put cameras all over this lady's house and then they're like, you know, there's an incident where she's sundowning basically and she's screaming at one of the documentary people like, where's my spade? You took my spade. And she's like getting aggressive and like in his face. And I'm like, oh shit, that's sad. She's sundowning. And then they look at the footage and there's like, there's no break in this footage and she's standing next to the counter. And then all of a sudden she's on top of the counter. Hey. Oh, wow. And they're like, how did she do that? And then it gets really fucking creepy. Like they're in this room that's the, the windows nailed shut. And then they're like hearing noises outside. And this dude's like, I'm going to hang my cross on the wall. That'll scare away the bad spirits. And then he turns around and Deborah's like over his shoulder. And she's like, I don't like what you're doing in my house. And then like the window flies open and then he turns back and she's just gone. Oh wow. And she's like out in the woods, like ripping open her hands, digging in the dirt. And it gets like really fucking creepy. I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to spoil it. Wait, I will say. What is this I, called again, Steve? What's the title? The taking of Deborah Logan. Um, okay. Nate, earlier you mentioned uh, camera angles, I think with Deadstream, how that scared you. Yep. This movie does that in spades. I was like, absolutely the fuck not. 
uh, I scared myself last night because I was trying to scare my wife. And I was like, oh, man, wouldn't it be hella scary if you went down late at night to get some water and you, like, walked into the dark living room and looked at the piano and Deborah Logan's just sitting there, like, slowly playing the piano naked? And my wife's like, yeah, that wouldn't be scary. And I'm like, yeah, it would. So then fast forward to 1.30 in the morning yesterday, I'm up, you know, like, playing video games. And I'm like, oh, she got some water before I go to bed. And I go downstairs. And I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> and that's like all I can think about. And I look at the piano, and my fucking dog knocks something over. Oh no! no I'm just shit out of me. And tell I, me your wife was on I, the I did piano like waiting for you. <laughs> right. No. I did like a mix of a scream and a trying to say who's there. So it was like, who's there? <laughs> it was just awful. And then my beard my dog is ferocious. Hear me. Right. I think I, I left all the lights on last night to lead my way back to the room. I was like, absolutely not. You know, I was like, I, I, I'm oh, not, man. I'm not playing with your shit, demons. Like, God damn No. <laughs> it's like the uh, last uh, Alanis Morissette verse where Horror Hagrid is afraid of horror movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is, it is ironic, don't you think? Don't you think? Um, <laughs> Be like Deborah Logan coming up. She's like, I took all your knives. I'm like, damn it. Irony. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> but no, so those are my 31 days of horror recap for this year. Um, yeah. So this year, I think what I'm going to do next year, because it was kind of a pain how I had to calculate the number and find it. I'm going to finally right. enter all my movies into a spreadsheet that are numbered. So I could literally just be like, oh, number 874. That's this. And then just go with it. Because I had to do a lot of quick math. Yeah, like I missed the, yeah. the selection. Yeah. Was it just like a randomizer that gave you a number and then that? Yeah, yeah it was a randomizer between collection. Um, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and also, and also I'm adding a whole bunch more to my collection. I'm sure this year I have like a bunch of movies. I still need to shrink the file size and organize and put on my server so that I have even more. Right. On. Um. But yeah. But yeah. So that is that is my 31 days of horror recap. That was awesome. No, uh, thanks so much for sharing that with us. I uh, I had um I had a coworker that does this and still does this and so he would he posts um what movie he's watching every day on on Facebook and I kept up with it. It's always something that I've wanted to do but I've never like I've never had the <laughs> the um the actual like oomph to organize it and put it together and actually put a list together. Um I think I may try this next year. Um and uh and and give it a, a decent go. Mm -hmm. Um because I've I've with my shutter subscription, I've really started to enjoy like horror again. I there was a there was a weird minute that I for some reason I thought I wasn't into horror movies anymore, but then I forget what it was too. There was something and it I it might have been something that you recommended, Joe, that I watched. I'm just like, man, I forgot how much i love these movies and then yeah got my my shutter subscription and then from there i was <laughs> after watching uh the first movie that i've watched on shutter was psycho gorman did you watch this oh yes yeah i i love that movie so much and i think it's so good and it's so great that i was just like and like i'm like this movie was made a few years ago like oh my god like that's it's incredible. And so just the fact that these movies are still getting made and have that, you know, because they're they not everybody has the budget for all these, you know, for all these effects and everything. So they go practical with it. And there's just something that's so 
un that's it's so elegant it's an elegant unelegance right mm-hmm. that it it brings out just so much and it's so visceral that i just love it and i think it's great and so yeah i i think i can i think i can try to make this happen <laughs> next year I definitely so. feel like there's been a resurgence of that style of movie, like the Psycho Gorman movies or the more psychological horror movies like Hereditary yeah. or things like that. Whereas I feel like for I, I had a similar like I've always loved horror, but I feel like between I'll say 2003 to like 2012, 13, it felt like every horror movie that was coming out was a carbon copy of itself or another one. Right. Was a lot of found mm-hmm. footage. It was a lot of you know, we're going to remake this or we're going to remake that. And it just felt like it was kind of stagnant. But then I feel like in recent years, horror has kind of had a resurgence with new ideas, um, kind of returning to some of the more practical effects, um, you know, trying new things. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Speaking about practical offense and trying new things, we should talk about Werewolf by Night real quick before we sign off because we haven't done that yet. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, well, Nate, as our as our resident Marvel aficionado, yeah, cheers. Why don't we give you? Why don't you start off with this? Sure. Yeah, I don't have a bunch of notes from it. It's more of a. I love the way that Marvel is doing this as a special presentation, throwing me back to old school HBO, where they would have like this hyper color screen flashing across, like special presentation from HBO. Yeah. So apparently Marvel's doing this with a bunch of their new properties. We talked about this earlier with in the Marvel Minute with Silver Surfer. Uh, might happen with a bunch of other things where it's kind of... A, uh, the, the Guardians holiday special is getting tagged as this, right? Right, exactly. So it's going to be a bunch of um, not directly connected, but in the universe introductions kind of peaks behind things. And it's really a trial run for Marvel is what it is. Uh, sure. How these things... Um, kind of score and Werewolf by Night scored off the charts for them. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a great throwback. I love that most of the effects were practical. Uh, people were complaining about the wolf costume from the werewolf, and that's, that's the whole point. It's supposed to be a throwback. Right. Well, so here's the thing. It's, it's kind of uh, themed as a throwback with a black and white, but it's not. It's a present day retelling of this whole story because it actually fits into the MCU right after the, the latest Marvel movie. So the whole point of these special presentations is to introduce these new worlds and kind of players and different characters into the MCU at large. And they're using this special presentation as a vehicle to do that, which I think is brilliant. I really love the way they did. Uh, it's not swamp thing. It's, a man thing, right? Man thing, thank you. Yes. Yeah. He has like the radioactive grip or whatever. The kung fu yes. grip that destroys everything. I, I really love the um the idea of the less is more with some of those scenes, especially in the werewolf transformation scene where you all you see is Jessica Ritter and the silhouette of the werewolf mm-hmm. transforming. It was such yeah. a great throwback. Um I really loved the randomness of the shit. I can't remember his name now. It was like, it wasn't Bob, but it was something like that. Like the man, Tim, Tim. Yeah. Oh, Hey Tim. Uh, I know your friend. Um, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) trying to communicate like Chewbacca, which I really loved. Um, in general, I just, I really like the, the precedent that it sets and it's going to be kind of a baseline for a darker Marvel. I think in general, and they're going to bring back a bunch of those monsters into that world, obviously with Blade and Midnight Suns and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I right. loved it. 
Yeah. Um, uh, Steve, what did you think? Um, I, I agree with Nate. I liked the kind of throwback kind of homage, I'll say, to the old black and white kind of hammer horror. Um, like, I, I liked personally the werewolf. Like, it looked like he was wearing a hair shirt, but I was laughing. because Right. Like, that is... Like on point, very for teen, all of wolf. This. teen wolf. Um, <laughs> and I did yeah. love the uh, the transformation where it just did the shadow because that again was very much how a lot of these older horror movies filmed things. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm horrible with names and faces, so all the characters I was just like, oh, that guy or that person. Like, I was <laughs> glad that um, Man Thing is what his name is, the kind of Swamp Thing Cthulhu hybrid guy at the end. Yeah. I, I, I keep forgetting his name. I was glad to see him at the end. And I was like, because at that point I thought, okay, this is going to tie in later to the greater Marvel universe. Because I was thinking as I was watching it, I was like, okay, this is like a fun spinoff Marvel Halloween special. But then after I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, this is probably going to tie in with everything else. But I did enjoy it. I liked kind of the lore behind the whole monster fighter hunting um club i guess what they're they are or whatever basically a club yeah yeah Yeah, like a like a yeah so i kind of like that i did like the uh it was all black and white but like subtle shades of red i felt like really kind of made it pop um cinematography wise it was beautiful Um, yeah yeah i enjoyed it yeah yeah joe what did you think uh pretty much the same yeah it was uh it was really interesting, and it um, reminded me of the old school horror movies. I honestly forgot I was watching a Marvel thing until mm-hmm. like afterwards. At the very end, I was just like, "Oh wait, yeah, that's something." Wait, does this tie into something that I don't right. know about, or is there like a character in there that I'm supposed to know? <laughs> yeah, it was completely different than what I expected, frankly, because it was a Marvel property. Like they did such a great mm-hmm. job doing it yeah like i i'd totally watch it again you know just for fun (laughs) yeah um yeah no i so i watched this with jamie and and after it finished jamie was like why wasn't it longer (laughs) um she loved it i I loved it right (laughs) Eh, eh. um no i it was yeah it was it was so different uh, as a Marvel, you know, as a, as a Marvel property, and and I think it was uh, like the the if I if I had to pick at it, um, because I liked all the things that you guys liked about it. Um, uh, I the sort of Wizard of Oz moment at the end, <laughs> right? I thought I thought was a little weird, you know, uh, going to color. Um, that I think they just should have kept it in black and white. Um, and uh but no i i love it. it it you know it it definitely captured that that old school horror vibe but definitely did feel a little marvel with tim being tim <laughs> you know and not He's and just not just up this, the road <laughs> yeah um uh i do have to say that the uh that the old sort of grizzled uh biker guy uh kirk thatcher uh was the punk who gets uh, Vulcan neck pinched in Star Trek Four? Nice, <laughs> great pull. Um, yeah, he is apparently a a a, a sort of a legendary um, like uh, horror producer, um, and he even uh, produced the uh, the Muppet Haunted Mansion uh, oh, thing on Disney Plus. Nice. So, 
Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. That was a fun uh, nugget for me as a Star Trek fan and as a as a as a re <laughs> a reborn horror fan to see right. him in there and um, a limit fan. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, it, it was no, it was such a great and I I I love that they didn't decide to make this like a d- decide to sort of stretch it out into like a six half hour segments. You know, that they just decided, no, we have this great thing. It's going to be an hour long. We're going to call it a special. And and it worked. It totally worked. And it definitely wet the appetite for more right. for more of these things. To, and uh, I and it hopefully, you know, now that we are getting confirmation that there are going to be more of these specials, I, I think it puts Marvel in a really good spot not to drag out some of these you know, some of these other properties that they could, you know, potentially ruin by needing to put too much stuff in, but just, man, give me a great, compelling 60 minute story and I'm good. I'm great. I I can make it. And I just thought this is a total home run. Yeah. I love the idea of the special feature being a movie and just, that's the thing. I mean, it doesn't have to be 60 minutes. Give us a little bit more maybe potentially, but right. uh, The idea where it's more of, it's just a a litmus test for how it's going to perform in a longer format, right? Um, yeah, well, moving on, I really appreciated how most of the effects in this show were practical. There was very minimal special yeah. effects at all. And in fact, like Tim was mostly practical. They have a, this amazing monster they made for him. So obviously his facial expressions yeah. and that kind of thing were all digital, but uh, the majority of everything was practical. I really enjoyed that. So, Yeah. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. I just I I think this is it was a good it was definitely a good a good showing from Marvel. Um uh any any other notes on on Werewolf by Night? No. 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 All right. <laughs> uh well, I think I think we can um we can wrap up uh the Halloween horror cast. Uh, Steve, dude, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. I just a course. quick note: your um, your breakdown of uh, League of Legends and Arcane <laughs> is our uh, our highest performing podcast, oh, really, of the of the last year. Yep. That's fantastic. So That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, so while we're on that topic, real, real quick, I just finished the first, the first League of Legends lore, lore book Ruination. called Ruination. Uh-huh. Even if you know Even nothing, you know about, nothing the about the characters from the game, from the game it is one of the best fantasy novels I've read in a very long time. You brought it uh, over for me, right? It's very Game of Thronesy <laughs> in how it's written. Uh, from both of <laughs> it, it oscillates perspectives from several main characters, um, and it has a really compelling storyline. And I don't want to spoil anything if you don't know what's already going to happen. But it is amazing. It's a very quick four hundred page. Read. And you brought it over with you, right? Um, I, have- <laughs> um, I have it on Kindle. That's how I do things. Do. So. <laughs> Digital Hessian. I know, I know right? <laughs> Living in the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. But no, uh, again, man, thanks again. And thanks again yeah, for, for course, sharing man. the list with us. Uh, no, definitely brought back some some good things. And gave us a good list of of things to watch in the future which uh i'm stoked about um yeah um so for our listeners um do you guys have any any staples that you have to watch during halloween season 
do you have a um a, like a special week a special month that you guys do a a certain watch thing let us know in the comments you can find us on facebook at the Roman regrets podcast you can um i flubbed that really bad you can find us on facebook at the Roman regret podcast you can also find us on twitter at rum underscore regret uh joe where can they find you at joe chickadee on the socials or at joe chickadee.com uh nate where can they find you sure avid gamer on all the socials and your gaming platforms of choice av1d gamer uh, Steve, where can they find you on the socials? Um, for gaming, I am We Are Stevo on both Steam, uh, Riot's clients, um, Rockstar, all the different gaming clients, and on TikTok, I'm at Horror Hagrid. Yeah, thank you, Nate. Okay, <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Crazy Drake, on Twitter at Andrew Drake, and until the next time, we have spoken. I got that bad feeling, man. Good times. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.